Today, I interviewed Dr. Christine McDougall. Christine is the founder of Centropic World. Centropic World is creating a world with a future, a world where integrity, values, and human connection are driven through considered positive productivity for the earth. It's this mindset that leads to success and leaves a lasting legacy. Enjoy the interview. Welcome to the Exponential Organization podcast. I'm your host, Lance Pepler. The world is going through a particularly challenging period at the moment. The purpose of this podcast is to bring you thought leaders from around the world and to help you to transform your organization. This show is sponsored by Deerstorm, a leading exponential growth consultancy. They can provide services ranging from an hour advisory call with a network of over 5,000 consultants worldwide through to the 10-week EXO Sprint. So visit www.ideastorm.ca.za to find out more. Today, our guest is Christine McDougall. Christine is the founder of Centropic Enterprise. It's a new take on business, a business plan that celebrates those thinking with tomorrow in mind. Centropic Enterprise is creating a world with a future, a world where integrity, values, and human connection are driven through considered positive productivity for the earth. It's this mindset that leads to success and leaves a lasting legacy. She lectures biannually to the entrepreneur class at Bond University on adult human development and speaks to audiences large and small around the world on topics of business for a world with a future. Clean communications, the leader as a steward, technology, uh, steward and technology designed for human well-being. She is the author of Dare to Care, Radical Truth with Compassion, a two-day workshop on speaking the radical truth with compassion delivered to thousands around the world. Welcome to the podcast, Christine. Thank you very much, Lance. And Christine, where am I speaking to you from today? Well, I have the extreme good luck at this time in the world's history of living on the Gold Coast in Australia, which is on the East Coast, uh, beachside. Mm. Uh, and so very blessed to be here. Um, Christine, I know you from when we did quite an intensive sprint together. Um, and so I'm really thankful that you're on the podcast because I've engaged with you in the past. Um, could you tell me about your career uh, leading to the creation of Centropic Enterprise? Yeah, well, I, uh, um, I, I have a medical science degree, um, so six years of university in that area, but I always knew I was never going to practice um, because of I, I, I get bored very quickly, <laughs> and uh, and uh, and so I interestingly enough, I was introduced to the work of Buckminster Fuller in my mid twenties, and uh, bec have become a an applied student of his work my entire life. Uh, and what I mean by that is that I've been applying um, his models, which are inherently the laws of nature, to enterprise design and human coordination. Uh, and for a long time, applying them with various degrees of success and um, just stumbling around blindfold, essentially, um, but truly believing that um, that we really needed to challenge the incumbent system and really, really think uh, from a whole systems perspective. Mm. And on top of that, just deeply interested in uh, the long-term thrivability of earth and all her creatures mm. and i don't mean that in a sort of like a green um uh, way i mean that from a really pragmatic thoughtful deliberate considered way um that you know that really does uh take uh, all of us to a higher order mm. 
And, and I know that you have issues with the sort of global enterprises and corporations and those kind of things. Is that what you're talking about with a, a global order and a, and a balance, et cetera, um, in the world yeah, that you're yeah. creating? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, uh, children in kindergarten will be able to tell you that um, uh, an extraction to extinction on a finite planet has a use-by date mm. uh, and that um, nobody I've ever come across at any level uh, is, has ever experienced pleasure from being personally exploited for their value mm. or colonised for their uh, skill sets and, um, and so on. And so... But rather than rather than trying to change the existing models, uh, which I see, so you know, there's a lot of really good people that are leading companies, mm. but they're they're caught in a system that we designed as humans that dictate terms of engagement, and I, I, I really believe that it's time that we questioned those models, not from the point of view of making people wrong but of really looking at the systems and the models and the and and so on that we use are uh, mm. getting us what we have and surely uh in my um from my point of view the greatest exponential technology in universe is the technology of synergy and if people really understand what synergy is first of all it means start with the universe first because you cannot determine um, uh, if, if you were examining an explosive metal and a poisonous gas, I don't care whether you're Einstein or a triple PhD, you would never be able to determine from examining those separate parts that when you put those two things together, we create a white powder that we sprinkle on our food. And so synergy means that if you create the right ecology for people, uh, the outcome of that, the outcome of your mind, and I'm talking about mind, not brain, your mind and my mind working together for a purpose that is actually for the future of humanity. If we don't do that synergistically, in other words, if the, the collective of our, our um, capacity isn't exponentially greater than you and you, you on your own or me on my own, mm. then we've got the design wrong. And so, you know, from my point of view, is uh, the greatest potential that we have as humans um, in universe is to deploy the synergistic capacity of human mind towards a world that works for Earth and all her creatures. Mm. And if we're not applying ourselves to that, I'm going, what else is there? Because accumulation of profit, and I'm talking, you know, we have to take care of people, but accumulation of profit and, and so on, um, we all know that the, the current models and uh, are, are simply not supporting mm. all of all of humans and and our earth. There is no future if we keep going. And, and that's definitely a drive today. I, and I recently interviewed Brian Bacon, and he is uh, driving leadership for good. And I've also had an interview in the future with a company that's in Washington, D.C. that does the Purpose Playbook. And so, and I interviewed quite a few people on the podcast already around purpose, but not just any old purpose, like, you know, a company has a purpose, but a purpose for good uh, and a purpose for sustainability and, uh, you know, the, 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 the goals, uh, United Nations goals, et cetera. 
Um, so that definitely seems to be driving in the world today. Um, Christine, tell me about Centropic Enterprise, because it's a relatively new um, venture of yours, isn't it? And what caused that to you know, be created? And even what does Centropic mean? Uh, first of all, just to in re re having a, a fantastic um, and elevated purpose is absolutely critical, but it's mm. not enough. Mm. Um, we also, part of what we do with Centropic is we, we rethink and re-examine everything, including some of the sacred cows of business. Mm. Our governance models, the legal entity in which we exist and build to exist, which has largely stayed the same for 420 years, um, you know, where's the innovation there? Uh, and how we um, look at value, how we actually consider value uh, in six domains rather than one domain, which is the you know, reducing everything to the dollar value, uh, how we coordinate humans that enables people to be able to show up in their, in their absolute brilliance uh, towards that purpose mm. uh, and to do so in a way that respects their contribution uh, and enables that synergistic response to be present. So all of these elements live under Centropic. And I, I guess for me, the seed of this has been, you realize when you reach a stage in your life and you look back uh, and you go, hindsight, what is it? Hindsight 2020. Um, mm. <laughs> you, look back, you look back and you go, uh, I see the threads of my life because uh, Having my own value, I was trained to be a generalist, not a specialist, and I defied mm. every convention that wanted me to be a specialist, which is the sort of the typical model. And by by all means, if I'm going to have brain surgery, I want a specialist. Um, so mm. I'm not dismissing specialists, but I was trained to be a generalist, and and uh, and to, to consider the whole systems approach. But I but I also um, I, I I actually have been trying for 30 years to bring humans together around that purpose. And, mm. and it, up until uh, 2015, it fell into a messy human heap. And I, I'm pretty sure everyone um, listening to this has had the experience of what it feels like to be in a messy <laughs> human heap where <laughs> egos and every, you know, it's just like, ah, um, let me out of this. And so, you know, I'd been trying for a long time. How do you create that enterprise architecture or those agreements, that threshold crossing, um, that enables people to show up this way. And, and that had been my exploration. And then in 2015, I uh, held an event um, uh, on the, in my local community where we brought multi-stakeholders of community together to co-create the future of our city. Mm. And we created this architecture, uh, which was a result of 30 years of failing, um, that enabled a group of 12 complete strangers from very diverse backgrounds mm. uh, to be able to show up and co-create a world-class event with zero event experience and without a single human upset and entirely self-managed. Mm. And it was like watching a symphony uh, with, and you couldn't find the conductor. Um, and, and it was an amazing experience. And I, um, uh, I learned so much from that, um, from actually after all those years of failing of, of having this happen. Uh, and so Centropic Enterprise came out as a result of that, um, as a result of the work that we were doing in that area being attacked viciously by the incumbent system. Mm. And I, for which I wasn't prepared. It was my first sort of public facing role and I wasn't prepared for, the, for that level of attack. And it, 
put me into a very dark place for about six months. Mm. And, and after that experience, I, I um, made a sort of vow to myself that I was going to spend the rest of my days not trying to change the existing model, but to create new models that make the existing obsolete. Mm. And building models and having, you know, here's the model, argue with the model. Don't argue with me, argue with the model. When people like us do things like this, this is what happens at the community level, at the family level, at the ecology level, at the education level, at the health and well-being level. You know, these are the things that happen when we do things like that. Sure. And so, you know, centropic enterprise, centropic means it's the opposite of entropy. So entropy is the second law of thermodynamics and, uh, and science believes that the universe is running down or wearing down or rusting, essentially. And um, Bucky Fuller always posited that we were simultaneously uh, becoming more regenerative. So we were, centropy is towards a higher order mm. for an, eternal, an eternally regenerative universe or in simple language, a centropic enterprise leaves everything better. And I use the word enterprise deliberately because I don't care whether it's two friends with no legal structure or entity around them or a community group or a large corporate or an NGO or whatever. Enterprise is a human endeavor. And so any human endeavor that leaves everything it touches better is a centropic enterprise. Mm. Um, it's amazing. I, one of the interviews I did early in the podcast was a lady called Dr. Holly Woods, um, her real name. Oh, wow. uh, <laughs> and uh, she had written a book on purpose called The Golden Thread. And that's yeah. a, a phrase that I'm, I'm using more and more these days and thinking about. So, you know, people use the, the term North Star for purpose, but I just look at my career and you just explained your career and other podcasts have explained their career. And it's just amazing how like this thread runs through it and it just grows yeah. in time, like your 2020 vision that you can see this golden yeah. thread running through your life. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, yeah. when I went onto your website and I'll give, have the website in the show notes, I see that there's a pledge to sign and I thought, oh, that's unusual. Um, how do I feel about signing a pledge? <laughs> so, What is the pledge and why is it important that people sign a pledge? So, uh, first of all, uh, sovereign choice. Uh, you get to choose if you want to sign it or not. Um, yeah. There is no pressure, um, number one. Uh, and so, I, I think in the age that we live in now where lies are the commodity of uh, are the currency of politicians and leaders in the world, mm. uh, and, uh, and so um, we're in, in things like De deployment of the UN Sustainable Development Goals and so on, there is um, more greenwashing and checkbox sustainability than there is actually truth. Mm. Uh, and where we want our rights but not our responsibilities uh, to make a declaration um, about something is a, is a starting point. It's not the end point. It's a beginning. Mm. And so the, the pledge is a one-page uh, we, everything that we do in Centropic is, is in beta, so it's, it's always emergent. Um, mm. It's never final, essentially. So the pledge is a, is a one-page declaration that there is a commitment towards this. And what we hold for people who stumble across Centropic Enterprise, and by the way, the term Centropic Enterprise is in the Creative Commons. So mm. that, what that means is I don't own it and neither can you. 
Um, mm. We don't want anyone to own it. You know, our, our purpose is to have uh, Centropic Enterprise be business as usual um, versus, you know, so, um, and so, so uh, I encourage people to use it. But what we will do is we will hold to task any form of uh, use that is uh, um, for nefarious purposes rather than to actually seriously honor mm. the pattern integrity of what Centropic Enterprise is all about. And the pledge mm. is the starting point. <laughs> Yeah, that's great. Um, now, I mean, obviously, I follow you on social media. And as I said, I, I knew you from the course that we did. And you do master classes. And before the travel bans, you were doing them around the world and in the UK, etc. Uh, what are these master classes? And I believe you've got some running now and in the future. What, what are they? What, what are they about the master classes? Well, um, to be really clear, the uh, what we teach in the masterclass, a lot of people, well, how do you create a centropic enterprise? How, mm. how do you do that? Where do you begin? What is it? How do you begin? And so uh, we're, we're really, what I'm doing in those masterclasses at the moment, it's me, but what I'm doing in those masterclasses is teaching a lot of the principles like synergy, um, procession, there's a whole bunch of models and so on um, mm. that are in, uh, laws inherent in nature. And, you know, I would consider that nature has gotten advance on humans, uh, some billions of years of application very successfully. Uh, and so how about we consider that nature might have uh, the coordination system for how we, we um, bring humans together and design enterprises. Mm. Uh, and so the masterclasses were actually teaching these very practical um, have been deployed in both traditional and centropic businesses. Uh, we're teaching people how, those models and, and supporting them to get started in that, whether it's you know, taking one piece or whatever. Uh, and, um, but I want to be really clear that uh, what we're creating in the centropic enterprise is a community of practice because I don't have all the answers. Mm. Uh, neither do, there's no one I know that has all the answers. And, and this, the, the founding principle is the principle of synergy, which means that it has to be the collective uh, intelligence of the human mind in the right ecology mm. um, and towards a purpose and always, always honoring the pattern integrity of what centropic enterprise is. Mm. And so, you know, we're, we're, we're open to and have already established a, a quite a rich community of practice where people are enhancing the models that I'm teaching in the masterclass. Uh, you know, this is, this is the principle of emergence that things mm. should actually go to a higher order. So my ideas in the right ecology should actually be advanced by other people um, and not static. Uh, life is dynamic and and so that's the type of community that we're creating uh, and you know I say that we're about new maps new models new mindsets um, mm. and we have to rethink some of the core premise and this is hard for people it's very hard for people because we're enculturated to think in, in the way that we are you know which is well how do you measure that well how about we don't try and measure that how about we record it or make a register of it. How do you measure love? Someone tell me that. I don't want to try because the moment we try, we begin to debase some of the fundamental uh, experiences of being human. Mm. And, uh, you know, in the end, in the end of my life and your life, we aren't, 
we know we're not going to be counting our money. We're going to be holding hands and hoping to be with people that we love, who care for us and to be cared for and, and to the, for the contribution that we've made. Mm-hmm. Where do you see that, that those things valued on anyone's balance sheet? Isn't it time mm-hmm. we brought that to the table and actually accounted for that in the mm-hmm. way we do enterprise? I was talking to you before the podcast and you were like really, I don't want to use the term bubbly, but you were, and you were saying there was traction and there was like energy happening and things were progressing and it sounds wonderful. So things are really coming together for Centropic as you're having masterclasses, people attending the masterclasses and you're seeing people signing the pledges, being involved and that sort of thing. Yeah, uh, you know, and I want to be really clear about this. This is uh, um, this is a life's work, and I've been at it for uh, at this particular piece for close to thirty four four years um, mm. through various stages, uh, and it has not been easy. I, I, mm. I have to be really clear about that, and so mm. it's no surprise to me that. Uh, and this is another part of, if anyone uh, is interested in the work of Buckminster Fuller, um, uh, you know, he was consummately considerate of both the timing uh, of, of innovation and design and knew that there was a lag process, L-A-G, a lag process. And so the ecology has to be open uh, to what you're bringing into it. And you can't, we can't force that. We cannot force that timing. You need to have the, both the technology and the receptivity and the, the value system and even, if necessary, the breakdown in community and the pain in the community and all of those things. You have to have all of those in the field for people to actually start to look towards uh, ways that we can do things differently. And as all of us know, sitting here in mid-May in 2020, no one was prepared for the ability for massive systems to change as fast as they have mm. um, as a response to something and need to do it, um, you know, absolutely need to do it. Uh, no one was prepared for that. But what we've shown clearly is that it's entirely possible uh, to do that. And it's entirely possible to rethink uh, and to give you an example, the UK, my, my uh, sorry, no, YouGov in the UK did a survey uh, recently, like this was just released a couple of days ago, that showed that eight out of 10 people in the United Kingdom right now want the government to value well-being and health above GDP growth. Mm. Uh, and, and when the COVID thing has calmed down, they still want that to happen. Um, at, to a majority. And so when people are going, we, we don't want you to measure our society's success on GDP growth. We want you to measure it on the well-being and health of your citizens. Times have changed. Mm. And, and so everything that I've been doing through... You know, it's like the, the starving artist who suddenly become, and you go, well, you know, look how, not that I'm that, you know, but look how good that is. It's like, yeah, <laughs> bloody, I've got skin knees and <laughs> bloody palms. <laughs> and I'm no. loving this moment. 
right, yeah. <laughs> That's super. Now, you know, so I read in your introduction that you're creating a world with a future, a world with integrity, values, human connection, um, positive productivity for the earth. Now, I imagine there, there are people listening to this and saying, yes, that's what I want. That, that's what I want for me. That's what I want for my family. That's what I want for the company. That's what I want for my country, etc. Do you have any um, sort of tips or advice to people who are trying to pursue that world with a future that you can leave yeah. people with? Yeah, it's, it's uh, the, the greatest lie is that individuals um individual action is not worth anything mm. uh, and you know in our modern in our current time frame you look at Greta Thunberg and you go well actually it is um and but you also look at people like Rosa Parks and then um Nelson the Nelson Mandela's and Mahatma Gandhi's and so on of the world mm. so an illusion that you can't be a spearhead for change needs to be busted completely uh, number one and number two it's a, it's my commitment that I made was I'm not going to focus on on trying to rearrange the deck chairs on the Titanic or auctioning off the best seats I'm actually a hundred percent committed to building new models that make the existing obsolete mm -hmm. but at the same time I'm not going to spend my time throwing spears at people or you know barbs or pointing or whatever at people who are in the incumbent system, many of them, amazingly beautiful humans who know that they're, you know, there's something fundamentally flawed and they don't know how to get out of it. So mm -hmm. the first thing is you have to know that there, there's entirely new ways. And, you know, I get cross with the startup innovation ecosystem because, um, uh, you know, they spend so much time on rearranging the deck chairs. And, and I use the example of our, our um, legal entities. The Limited Liability Corporation is over 420 years old and has hardly been changed. Can someone please work with us to innovate that? Because, <laughs> yeah. You know, they, they, and, and our currency and our monetary systems are, you know, they, they're all human constructs, which means that they're up for change. So yeah. anyone who thinks that we can't, and you have to look at the rise of cryptocurrency, but you and know, well, first of all, Bitcoin um, is is has just duplicated itself on sovereign currency, so it's not a decentralized currency. Let's mm. bust that bubble. Bubble, but we have the opportunity to create this. And mm. I, you know, most of the time I see people um, fighting for which deck chair or you know, who gets the top deck chair, or how do we rearrange the deck chair? I wanna see us really, really considering and reconsidering everything. And to mm -hmm. do that, we've got to ask a new set of questions. And some of them are really, really basic, like what is value and how do we honor and respect a unique human contribution? Because I'm standing from the position that every human has something to offer. Mm -hmm. How do we do that? How do we honor and not be not have this incredible stance of hubris and domination over the earth? How do we honor that the earth is our home planet and that we're not separate from it? We are nature. And so, you know, anything that says that we as humans are uh, superior to nature is like sit down, sit down mm -hmm. and sit down and talk to your grandchildren's grandchildren about what you did. And so I'm asking people to be really good ancestors for their mm. future generations and to consider that. And this is, 
it's entirely doable, but it takes people doing it and it takes, it takes people committing to that. Mm. Um, and, 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 you know, it also is something that you do that is, there's so much joy and love in this area and it's bloody hard. You know, I might say that as well, but from my point of view, if we're not doing that, what's the point? Mm. Yeah, but I agree. I agree with you. Like by the time this podcast will go live, you will. I will have released an interview I did with Jeff Booth, um, who's the author of The Price of Tomorrow, and he just like it's exactly the same thing, almost as you saying. But you know, uh, he puts it in the whole book, and he's saying that there's a general feeling now that things can't continue the way they are. You know, the inflation can't continue, the price of assets can't rise, the middle class can't be squeezed, the uh, the, the value systems can't continue, et cetera. Uh, and the, the actual result, he, the last chapter of the book, he gives a suggestion on how he thinks the world could be improved. And it's, he says in the interview, he says it's really easy, but I think it's exactly what you says now. It's really, really difficult because it, it takes a radical remodeling of how we see things, how we do things, and hopefully it happens, but you know we just see the world leaders, particularly the largest you know economy in the world, and and how they they're fighting this tooth and nail to stop this change, and they almost needs this change to happen. So I'm really really hoping that it does, and I'm I'm really like so grateful that you and Centropic Enterprises are leading this, and you know that you are progressing this and and creating this world with a future. So I really appreciate you, and I appreciate the work that you do. Well, thank you. And, uh, you know, the, the closing piece on that, it, it, we, can, we cannot look to anyone that is in a, in a parenthesis leadership role currently. Um, well, yeah, I'll, I'll rephrase that. There's a couple of people like Jacinda Ardern from New Zealand and so on. But, um, you know, this is, up to, this is up to the citizens. This is we the people. It's us on the ground. Mm. And I'm a huge, huge fan of the collective action of citizens. Uh, and so um, it's up to us and we have everything we need. We have everything we need to do this. Uh, it'll take the collective will and just a, a true desire uh, to become really phenomenal ancestors for our grandchildren's grandchildren. Mm. Super. So Christine, if people would like to contact you and Centropic Enterprise, how should they do it? Uh, they can, well, the website is uh, syntropic, S-Y-N-T-R-O-P-I-C dot world. And uh, you can contact me at Christine at syntropic world. Hmm. Super. So thank you so much, Christine, for taking the time and joining me today. Um, I really want to wish you everything of the future and I hope we stay engaged on a personal level. And um, obviously I'll support whatever you do. I always like, I spend all my time on LinkedIn just clicking like the whole time. <laughs> so when I see like, 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 like. <laughs> but if I can do anything to progress what you're doing, let me know and I'll, 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 I'll try and be involved. Maybe I'll even sign the pledge. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> so I might I want to read it <laughs> so I hope you, the listener, found this as interesting as I did. And uh, if you'd like to contact me, then please do. My email is lance at ideastorm.ca.za and the website is www.ideastorm.ca.za. 
And so until next time, goodbye. So thank you, Christina. Goodbye. Thank you very much. Bye-bye.